From the pages of the Salt Lake Tribune, straight to your earphones, this is Tribune Sports Radio. All right, well, welcome to episode 44 of the Tribune Sports Radio. Um, we're coming up on a year. Yeah, we that are. is unbelievable. And, Falk, you were there for the first one. This all started. He was actually there for the zero one. It, we don't, I, we well, don't. I was going to say, so this all started. Uh, for, for those people listening, Mrs. Raskin, always a pleasure. Um, <laughs> this started over a lunch at um, Chungus, Chungus uh, um, El Pastor Tacos. And the idea... So a few of the ideas that we had talked about that still have not happened. One, <laughs> most of them. One was that Chris Kimrani, not here today on assignment, on assignment, was going to take us out on his party barge, and we were going to record it on the party barge. Not happened. We also had talked about doing it from the outfield of a bees game while drinking beer on like dollar beer night. Didn't not happen. There's no dollar beer night. We we have. That's why that hasn't happened. Well, it's $2. Th- it's Thirsty Thursdays for $2. This was Half never. Yeah, I mean, there's shot glasses of beer. You can play the century, you know, the century <laughs> game. But that's about it. Uh, we we never thought that we would actually have important guests like the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah did do that, said we were going to take it on the road, maybe go to a demolition derby. Have has not happened yet. In fairness to the demolition derby, that's July twenty fourth. Right. So, so it, I mean, the season is that is yet. coming. Yeah, we're not. It's it's, uh, it's we're still out of season. Yeah, we're out of season for that. Right. You know, it's a uh, it's funny for episode forty four. I, I was thinking about what's uh, some of the great athletes that have won number forty four, and uh, any guesses what you guys might think might be some of the good ones. Oh, that that's a big, big number at Syracuse University. Yeah. Jim Brown Mort. Uh huh. Um, Ernie Davis. Ernie Davis, also a Syracuse fellow. Floyd Little. Rob Syracuse. Conrad. Syracuse. Yeah. It's the, uh, they have an official, it was uh, officially retired in 2005, the number, uh, and it's part of the legacy of the Syracuse University. All true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was going to say, you know, between Jerry West, John Riggins, and maybe even William McCovey, it's pr- or even Reggie Jackson on this one, mm-hmm. uh, I would probably say Hammer and Hank Aaron. Probably. Yeah. Um, Local boy Pistol Pete were 44 for a period of time. But, there you go. Uh, yeah. What, what number did he retire as, though, Falk? I think it's seven. boy. I got burned on the Colin Kaepernick one, like, in episode two. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm never asking a question on a player's jersey number unless I don't know the answer. <laughs> um, I mean, with Hammer and Hank, I, I was a couple of uh, other things about uh, 44. Uh, this is what I liked, is that the movie uh, Looper takes place in for, uh, 2044. And in 2044, Jackie Onassis' oral history of John F. K. is going to be released, uh, or before her kids retire. Huh. I hope to I hope to be there. <laughs> I hope to be there too. Uh, with the NCAA tournament starting, I'm not going to. I really am not going to put you on a spot with any jazz basketball list. But is it fair for the NBA to have any games the first two days of the round of 64? <laughs> yeah, I mean they they have to set a precedent to show how you can pay people to do something that people watch on television and it's all going to be okay right yeah <laughs> um it, it's it's fine because by i mean what what is it they're like they're like, i guess there are games going on all night huh at, at this well, point like it's all day yeah. yeah it's like starts at like 10 in the morning there games. were only what three or four nba games last night yeah jazz, jazz lakers jazz that Laker. hardly counted <laughs> but it seems like it's a, ma- a major distraction did you watch any of the ncaa yesterday I did. Uh, I did. I watched uh, – I kind of bounced around, like, 
with Twitter now, it's it's great because someone will alert me if I need to watch something. Um, so I, I watched the end of a couple of close ones. I watched basically all of the Utah mm-hmm. game. Um, and after that, I, yeah, I was done. I was I was uh, thinking about this because I watched uh, I only watched one game from uh, beginning to end. It was Hampton Kentucky, you know, because it was the latest game they had on. I didn't really have anything else going on, and I was cr- I was crazed thinking during the bat or the match that Hampton might actually pull this off, you know. And I think that's one of the fun things about uh, sports is that you you pull for these underdogs, you know, because the first seven minutes of the game, you know, Kentucky they were running pretty close with each other, and Calipari said it to halftime, which was. Uh, you know the nerves of the game. They just they were waiting behind an overtime match that hadn't finished up yet. And it, you know you also forget like these are 19, 20, 21 year old kids, and it's kind of a big stage. So it took them about eight minutes to get their feet underneath them. And, and after that, you know they just put their yeah. foot on the pedal. But there's there's some that it's just it's just so unevenly matched. I mean it, Kentucky. I watched part of uh, New Mexico State Kansas today, and you just watch just how much bigger and faster and and better Kansas is than than some of those guys. But I mean you watch. Georgia it's Southern last night. It, I mean, a one, at some a, point, one? a one is going to lose to a sixteen. It's there's. I I know it never has, but at some point it has to. We you've had and the, the two, Cubs are going to win a World two Series. 15, yeah, two years. <laughs> That's enough out of you, sir. Um, I, it it's true. I mean, you do get the bigger, the faster, but every so often you get those ones where you're like, maybe, maybe this is the one. Just maybe. Sure, it hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm holding out hope, but it but until then, like Georgia Southern yesterday, right? That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I was, mean, yeah. That guy, he tears his ruptures his Achilles. I don't know how you, however you injure an Achilles, explode an Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating a, a conference tournament win, and then he just falls flat on his ass. Yes. Right. Yes. In the, you know, right in, on the sideline. I saw some interview with him today. He said he hoped no one, like he when it first happened, he hoped nobody saw it. <laughs> they, yeah. He forgot he he had torn his Achilles, and so he tried to like jump up and just fell. So that was, I mean, they, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, it's fun. I, I I'm these these two days are great, and the, and then after that, personally, it's, it loses steam for me a little bit. I mean, 32, 16, 8. It starts to yeah. There's diminished. It starts to matter. There's a lot, a lot of diminished returns off that too. And also, I'm with you is that you know the, you separate the wheat from the chafe. You know, as you get closer and closer to the final four on that. But I do like getting up to the Sweet Sixteen as myself. Yeah. I, it it the the problem that you have is you those upsets are so much fun. Like um, seeing Georgia Southern win that. I mean, that was so cool to see. Unfortunately, though, then the next round it's like, mm, you know, like how long can that magic really go? Now, like George Mason. Uh, bunch of years ago uh, not Davidson. that long ago right where a team does make that run yeah, that's incredible it, there does Butler, come, Butler. Butler. Yeah. I mean, I mean Butler that, when that they would run yeah. and then the year after I mean that was incredible yeah. I mean that yeah. and that that Butler game was that ball clanked off the back of the, oh, yeah. the iron yeah. I mean that and he, was yeah. and and he had a chance before on on a kind of a step back yeah. from from the right side he, I, he wrote on his blog or the guy he pays to write his blog whatever <laughs> uh had something on it today. I went and I did went back and watched like the final few minutes of that game. I mean, yeah, it's, it was that's an incredible, yeah. incredible thing for for that school than that size of a school. So it's it, it's 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 a it's a lot of fun. It, it's interesting that you bring up Butler though. And I found yesterday, like I, I'm I'm an underdog guy. I I love to root for the underdog. 
But yesterday when they were playing Texas, I was actually like, ooh, I kind of hope Texas wins. I was like, I'm done with Butler. Like, you know, they've <laughs> had their big moment. time now, man. Had, it, they are. And it's the same with Gonzaga. It's like, nah, you guys aren't underdogs anymore. Nah, give me a new one. I want to, <laughs> enter, someone else entertain me. I uh, Did you think uh, with that Utah game was pretty sloppy? Yeah, I mean, they look they, tired. They, well, they've looked, they've looked bad in a lot of their big games of yeah. late, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they look like guys that had never done that before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were, they're certainly the better team, more talented team. I mean, they could have – I mean, Pirtle could have had, you know, even a bigger game probably against that size. Against yeah. the, Stephen F. Austin had – what their tallest players like six seven six eight, but but it, you got it. All all that matters is that you win. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, survive in advance. Right. Exactly. Ask ask those Big Twelve schools or any school from uh, Texas, as a matter yeah. of fact. You know, um, it it doesn't have to be pretty, and, and most teams will tell you like at least one of your tournament games you're gonna win it ugly. Like to if you make a really deep run, one is gonna be ugly, and so you just hope as a Utah fan you like. That was our ugly one. The rest of these, we're going to blow them all out. Going to blow out Georgetown. Blow up Tony Jones's mind. Um, <laughs> do you see them beating Georgetown? I do. I, I really do. I, I, I think that... Kind of set the preview on this one. How so? Well, okay. So, I don't like Georgetown. Um, as a Syracuse guy, I yeah. don't like them at all. Um, it isn't that I wish harm upon the school. No, necessarily. no. Um, I, I They're think just going to have a better postseason than you're going to have for... Quite a while. <laughs> easy, easy, Falk, easy. Okay. It's only what five uh, years. <laughs> Jim Beheim is talking about uh, maybe Retiring. Stu is maybe Stu retired to go take over uh, at Syracuse. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the the one thing I noticed about yesterday with Utah was I didn't think Delon Wright played all that exceptionally well, and I think that that bodes well because they still found a way to win, and I think that Delon Wright is an awfully talented player that has the potential to carry Utah very far, and I think he's going to give. Georgetown in a lot of trouble, and I think that if um, I think that now that Jakob Pertl has that first game of tournament experience under his belt, that I think that hopefully he can uh, find his way. Um, and I, I, I think kind of watching Jordan Loveridge too uh, in in that game against Stephen F. Austin, I thought that he did a, a really nice job defensively. Um, but I think that he also could be a force offensively against Georgetown. I, I think I, I like the Utes' chances. I might just be completely delusional. Um, usually am. But I, I really I, – I like their chances a lot against Georgetown. Speculating if they actually get past Georgetown and they face Duke in the, uh, the next round, uh, do you see that's the end of the run? That's been a great run. Been a good great run. run. Yeah. You made it to the Sweet 16. Great run. You get shake hands with Coach K. You make it to the second weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. as – as a fan of, of Syracuse, um, you always, I always hoped, and you know, that they would go all the way and win the whole thing. But the chances of that happening all the time, unless you got John Calipari running things, aren't that great. Um, and and so, I always felt like if you made it to the Sweet Sixteen, you were it was a success. It was a successful season. Like. You did. I think it's, it's already pretty successful for Utah. They hadn't won a tournament game and right. been to a tournament, yeah. I think, right in a decade. They hadn't won one in a decade. They hadn't least. won one in, 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 a, in a bit, yeah. Um, since Bogut. Right. That was the last win. Um, they'd been since then, but they hadn't won. So, um, yeah, I think so. I, th- that team is so young. I mean, so many of those guys, um, 
have the potential of coming back. You know, but you, 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 you lose freshman. DeLon. And then you, you do. And, and so then you're like, okay, but you, you, you know, you used to cover Krebs ball. You, you saw Burkott Chapman and he's looked really good at times this year. Mm-hmm. So there, there's real potential for this team to, that this is kind of the beginning that you, I kind of feel like you need a player like DeLon Wright to really kind of take you um, to that next level and really show you what's possible. And I kind of feel like Utah's done that. And that, but there's enough coming up where this isn't a one-trick pony. Like, there, there's a lot of skill on that team. That next year, you know, a guy like Jordan Loverich kind of steps into a bigger role, maybe um, a bigger scoring role, or or Pirtle really kind of figures it out and becomes more consistent. I mean, he's had some stellar games, but if he, but he's also had some where he, where he's disappeared. He, if he becomes more consistent, then you're like, hey, man, this is the, the running Utes are back. Yeah, I mean. It's it's been it's been fun to watch from afar. I yeah. mean, they, the the Huntsman was dead for yeah for a long time. I mean, yeah. and then it became know. a really hot ticket. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they started cutting off uh, student tickets off that, so they went into a lottery up at the U, and then just trying to get seats into the Huntsman. It, it's it was challenging that place. And from what I understand, talking to Kyle uh, Goon about this, that that place gets loud. Yeah, you know, which is which is what they need up there. Yeah, I mean it's 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 great. I think it's. It's you know it's been a fun time this year overall for this for the state. I mean Utah State was better than probably anyone expected. I know that you know they're yeah. not even in any, any postseason tournament. But they did better in Nevada. Y- yeah, and BYU mm-hmm. struggled through some things, and Tyler Haas had an awesome year. Yeah. I mean, awesome career. I mean, like there were a lot of great you know fun storylines. Yeah, all, I'd say all the all the way across the board. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Is it cool? Why is you know is it coming up with you as a sports reporter, starting with preps and then seeing these guys take it to the next level? You know, not that you have a rooting interest on them, but it's more of a like, uh, oh, I saw that, I saw him when he was just a kid. Yeah, and yeah. not that they're not still kids now. No, they're they're definitely children. Yeah, still <laughs> they can't buy a beer yet. They's still okay, <laughs> or at least legally. It, it it's in, it's interesting that you bring up that the kind of seeing guys come through because of who was here um, Wednesday night, uh, the Wizards and. Um, I've, I've talked before about Otto Porter, who mm-hmm. was the number three pick a couple of years ago by the Wizards, um, number three overall pick in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. And I covered him in high school. And now to see – so, yeah, you see him come up and you see they have success in high school and they have success in college. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be successful in the NBA. I mean, he's he's really struggled. Yeah, um, I, I, I liked him coming out. I mean, yeah. every, everybody did. Everyone was like, oh, he's the, he's the most uh, – Pro ready, surefire. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it, it takes it takes a long time for some guys to even. Yeah, I'm sure eventually he'll he'll yep. find a little bit of a role. But he, he well, he would be a senior on this year's Georgetown yeah. team. And uh, back in high school, the knock again. You used to hear it all the time. Back in Missouri, was that he's too small. Um, he's tall, but he doesn't have any meat on his bones. He's going to get pushed around in college. And it was like, well, maybe. And then he went to college, and that wasn't the case. And then in college. Back there, even in college, well, he might be okay in college, but he's going to get pushed around in the NBA. He doesn't look particularly small to me. He, he, he there's not, uh, he's very lean. Mm. He, he's very lean. Um, he's fast, but to, to go up against uh, like a center who's built like a brick wall, I, I could see the potential for there to be a problem. But a problem there but he's always worked around it he's always used his length and his speed to get around that you know that all right you might be bigger and i might not be able to push you anywhere so i'll just go around you and 
Like, he, but he had injuries last season too. Yeah. So I mean, there there are extenuating circumstances. That you say like he'd be a senior on this year's team, also kind of speaks to how incredible uh, this Jazz turnaround has been. Yeah. I mean, you guys have probably seen that. I think it started in, in, on Reddit, but I mean, a couple like a, a week ago there was a, a Jazz game one night, BYU game the next night. The Jazz, the average age of, of the Jazz starting lineup was a full year and some change younger <laughs> than BYU's starting lineup. Yeah. I mean, literally this year, Dante Exum was the youngest starting point guard in the state. Younger than, you know, yeah. Brandon Taylor or, or Kyle Collinsworth and, you know, everybody. We were, you know, who, yeah. it was – I mean, it's it's been a pretty – pretty interesting and it's got to be a pretty That's interesting crazy. time for yeah. for jazz fans right now yeah well, do you feel it i mean because you interact with them and you're over at the arena a lot can you feel a growing excitement or is it yeah is it absolutely. almost manufactured no I, I i think for sure i mean the one the arena you know there's the general noise and and there are more people there mm-hmm. it seems it's still you know it's not and it's not the fans that are coming to see other teams play. They're actually there for the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's starting to get loud again, and and you definitely see it with the in the locker room too. I mean, those guys, yeah. those guys know. I mean, and they they even know that they're not completely out of the, the playoffs right now. I mean, it's they they know it's next to impossible, yeah. almost certain that they won't. But they, I mean, but they realize that what they've done over the last since the All Star break has put them in a kind of you know in a in a position where. All of a sudden, yeah. I mean, they're eight. I mean, they're seven out of eight for the last eight games. Yeah, I think they're they're uh, because they had the six one six in a row. They lost to uh, the Wiz, and then they won. Yeah, against they're, they're twelve. Night. They're twelve and three since since the All Star break, since the trade. That's, that's they're twelve and three. It's the best win percentage in the league. I mean, the the Warriors are twelve and four. Uh, the Cavs are eleven and four. Um, in that in, in in that time, they have the second best differential. Uh, the Cavs, the Cavs are plus eleven point three. Jazz plus eight point seven. Well, my, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's nuts that when Tony was saying at the beginning of the season when we had the both of you guys in here, is that he what, we put his feet to the fire and he said they're going to be a forty win team. He said like thirty six, and he, yeah. he, he he said maybe maybe a uh, even I've heard him like hint around possible five hundred. And you know what? They might get there, and. I, I, lo- be- I love you, Tony, but I feel like in no way does that validate Tony's <laughs> prediction. <laughs> True. So this is uh, when you're talking about such a young team like this. Having Quinn there has got to be huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like they, I mean, it's almost like uh, the Millers have got to be breaking their uh, wrists, slapping themselves on the backs for this one, for knowing they got the right guy. I mean, they, they well, they were until they, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're still around. Greg is. Greg was at Staples Center last night. In L.A. And, and you said you, that never happened before. Bill said that, yeah. Right. That, that he's seen. I mean, that, right. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen him. Yeah. Um, Why does he, he doesn't travel? Just uh, not his cup he, of tea. He drives there by land cruiser, land road. What, is he, what, is his, what was his Land cruiser. Yeah. yeah. Got, I, I don't know. I, he's got other things to do, man. If, he, if he, you was running, he was running a billion-dollar corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just right. turned it into a board yeah, this last week. If you owned a team, right, let's say you owned the Utah Jazz. Would you travel with the team? I suppose it depends on what your real well, job well, is. Well, it depends on what his other interests are. All you, right. know? you own uh, – the way that you made your money in order to, to pay for this team is that 
You started a fracking company. No, we'll just a throw mink some out. Farm. Car dealerships. <laughs> uh, so you own Can a bunch of car more dealerships. nefarious in a car dealership? He made his money in shorting stocks in the housing market. <laughs> we don't want to make him a crook. Come on. Well, uh, we don't want to make him lovable either. Oh. Okay. Um, let's see. I like my mink meat farm. packing. You made your money meat. in meat packing. He's packing meat. That you're the largest meat packer west of Wyoming, of Carbon County. Okay. <laughs> so that's what your business is. Would you go to every game? Absolutely not. How could you not? You own the team. They're your boys. Oh, I would you go, go to every game. Yes. I, I, I would do, Mark man. Cuban it. I would Mark Cuban I it where I put in the the Cuban re, doesn't go to every game. Boy. Oh, he goes to most of them. I'd be in the lazy boy right behind the bench, and every road game. Absolutely, I'd you're pay. Out of your I'd pay mind. every arena to put in. A, you're out of your mind. Do you know how much money I made in the meatpacking industry? <laughs> you have. That's quite a lucrative game. I had. You know uh, I doing. had season tickets. Uh, well, de facto season tickets in 2005 uh, during that heyday, and uh, I went to of those 41. I think I went to about 22. Like it was, and for me, it was the best season of watching the Jazz ever. And uh, after that 22nd game, I was done. I it just. Because it's, it's, even if you own the arena and you own the team and you have access to everything, parking and all that, it's such a pain in the toilet. Parking? You have, a, you have a lazy boy right there. No, and if you're, and Greg, you, you hire someone you, to be your snack getter, your snack fetcher, <laughs> and no, you, no have, owner, you put a helipad on top. No owner wants to leave. It's, it's January 23rd. And we're, it's a snowstorm. And we're going you're to flying, Minnesota. You're flying to Detroit. You get to Detroit, you're taking a 45-minute bus ride out to wherever you're Chicago. staying <laughs> in, in, you know, by, it, out by right. Auburn Hills. Right. You're playing that game. You're, getting, you're going from there to, you know, let's, say it's, let's say it's a bad one. I don't know. You're going to Florida or something like that. You're flying three or four hours now, okay. and you're getting in at 5 in the morning, and you're just traveling this whole time. There's no way. Why would you do that? And like Magic Johnson, your spot. Magic I, Johnson doesn't go to every uh, Dodgers game. I, I I would not ask the people that work for me to do something I wasn't willing to do. You're they're, they're, out of your my mind. Team. You don't know what it's like to be wealthy. That's what I'm getting <laughs> with this. <laughs> this is not how rich people think. <laughs> All right, fair enough. There is DVRs, my man. <laughs> No, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's always – I'm always impressed with, like, uh, Falk and Tony and just anybody who covers – does a beat and stuff like that. Like, imagine if you had a beat with the Salt Lake Bees and stuff. You had to go to every one of their games and travel. I mean, even if you love baseball and you love that team, there's going to be a breaking point where it's like a doubleheader. We're watching a – we're watching 18 innings of baseball. Like, <laughs> I love baseball, but I cannot watch 18 innings of this, you know? Oh, absolutely, I could. Oh, I could. Sure, because okay, you have to remember. Uh, rem- we're getting dangerously close to moving on to our next story. <laughs> remember, remember that you're not a reporter. Okay, so you don't have to. You don't have to do the pregame notes. You don't have to do the constantly tweeting. You can tweet if you want to, and you can say whatever you want because you're the owner. It feels more like a you don't job have to write a story that. afterwards, so you can go out for a nice dinner afterward. You ask an 18 year old kid who's like really into you're baseball. Not, you're dude. not going out to a nice dinner afterwards. You're, I you're am. You're getting on a plane. You're going to the next city. I, well, I didn't say I was going to travel with the team. I said I was going to go to each game. Okay, that's squeaking is Kevin adjusting his mic for no god, gosh darn good reason. I wasn't comfortable. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not coming. All right, we're gonna move on to yeah. we're gonna move on to a Salt Lake uh, Tribune story that uh, came out. Um, 
Mitt Romney is not going to be running for president in 2016. But Mitt Romney is strapping on the gloves to face Evander Holyfield. Mitt mittens? Mitt gloves? Mitts. Gloves on Mitt's mittens? Mitt's putting the mitts on. He's going to be doing a sparring match against Evander Holyfield. Uh, ideally, it's to be uh, raising some money for him, make sure I get this uh, charity vision. And uh, anyway, he's going to be fighting five-time heavyweight champion of the world, Evander Holyfield. Uh, how much of this is going to be a tickle fight, and uh, should Mitt actually go after him? Should Mitt go after him? Oh, yeah. I think the question is, should Evander go after him? <laughs> There's no way. No, come on. This well, is first, I'm talking about this for obvious reasons. Like, Evander Holyfield could come through this entire news, uh, newspaper department and just, mount, and just mow his way through everybody in this entire building. I mean, just light yes. him up, and he would just knock people out five at a time. <laughs> just see, I'm, right. I'm envisioning, like, like a side scroll. Like, like an old, like, Nintendo side-scroller <laughs> game where you're just, like, going down. Doom, 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 doom. I, I think it's absolutely a tickle fight. However, however, if you're Evander Holyfield, do you put one good one in there? Just one. See, I, this is what let's I... See, let's, let's check his donation, his political donations. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I would think you know, with Hollyfield, you know, he's got something like uh, career earnings of, I think it's a quarter of a billion dollars, and uh, he obviously, you know, a lot of mismanagement that came with that money. But this is this is a scenario that I see with Mitt Romney and Evander Hollyfield. Uh, first round, just positioning and stuff like that. Even uh, uh, Hollyfield's going to have his guard down even a little bit. Let him even kind of get one in there and stuff like that. This is the big fear. Second round, Mitt actually throws an uppercut that Hollyfield didn't expect because he's kind of mugging it to the audience and stuff. And then ins- instincts kick in there, and he throws a right cross that puts <laughs> Mitt Romney through the ropes. <laughs> Mitt Romney will be 69 years old. This is a bad idea. But I, I think A bad idea. I would ra- I love this idea, though, is like this is what's super rich, which you don't understand about right. as being a meatpacking king, is that super rich people think like, uh, you know, they made a movie, Arthur, the remake of Arthur with uh, uh, the guy who, oh, not Sasha Baron Cohen, but uh, why am I drawing a blank on the guy's name? Oh, I know. Who you know what I, I'm talking uh, uh, He's the English guy, super obnoxious. Yes, I, the guy who's in Sarah Marshall. I cannot remember his he name. He was married to Katy Perry. Yes. You should know this. He has, what was his name? Oh, he's a dead air. The, oh, no fan of he's got nice grease. Russell Brand. Russell yes. Brand. Russell Brand. So when Russell Brand did the re, uh, did the remake of Arthur, which it was actually not a half bad movie, his training part was Evander Holyfield in there. You know, so like obviously there's a precedent set with super rich people getting Holyfield to do things like this. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? All right, here's the tale of the tape. Okay. Okay. All right, Mitt Romney. Will be what? When is the date of it? Fifteenth uh, of May. Fifteenth. Okay, May. will be sixty nine years old. Dude is six foot two. He's that tall. Evander Holyfield will be 52 years old. So, advantage Holyfield. He is six foot one. So, Mitt's got an inch on him. All right. They list the weight of Evander Holyfield. The, can, I guess, list, can I guess Holyfield's weight? Uh, mind you, Sutter sources, this is uh, just Googled. So it's, I'm going to uh, guess his weight. I think he's, he probably Wikipedia. walks around at about 225. Incorrect. Okay. You're a pound off. Oh. <laughs> 226. Okay. Not too shabby. Mitt Romney probably walks around at a hefty, you know, there's a lot of funeral potatoes in there. 231. Uh, they don't list Mitt Romney's yeah. weight. There's no way Mitt's 6'2", 231. They're listing him at 231? No No, way. that's what I'm that's saying. What he said. There's no way he's 231. He's a broad guy. Uh, he, he, no, that, Rom, I've seen Romney in person during the Olympics. He's a, he's, he's a sizable man, you know. He's impressive. 
I feel confident not, saying <laughs> that there's at least eight pounds of hair product in there uh, <laughs> easily. So I, I just love the idea. Is like, are they stripping down to the? Are they going to wear trunks? Or are they doing Olympic style where they're going to be wearing shirts? Oh, there's you, mid is wearing a shirt. There's there is no way shirtless Mitt Romney is going to be out there. <laughs> trying to throw jabs. There's no way. That man is definitely in a shirt. If he's not wearing a collared shirt, I might be surprised. I just love this idea. <laughs> he comes in there with a Brooks Brothers satin jacket. Um, Mitt, going to work. I would Gotta love, have the work shirt on. I'd love to work his corner, though. I would love to be his cut man for yeah, this. Yeah, you would be his cut man. <laughs> <laughs> put all the Vaseline on Mitt's face. I'm going to be Grundy. <laughs> I'm going to have a glob of Vaseline on my left hand so thick that it's just going on in cubic inches across the side of his. And he's going to be wearing head protection as well. I Absolutely. guarantee it. Of course. Of course. You, know, you don't mess with the cash machine. You know, no. that, that face. No. And he won the Republican nomination. You know, these guys got to have a little something there. Oh, man. I'm out. I'm done. Do you I've know how many rounds it, does it say? I can't remember if they say uh, how many. I think it's three one minute rounds. Oh, okay. Is what it is. You know, as a guy who's I've done boxing in the past and stuff, and I uh, I have a very good left hook. The problem is that when I'm working heavy bag, you know, I can slap it and hit it as hard as anybody. Work combinations, left right hook, left right hook jab. You know, I have that uh, kind of set up there. But when every time I've ever sparred, I go in right before we get in there, and they're putting the mouthpiece into me, and you hear the bell ring, which is it's kind of a misnomer. They don't use bells; it's an electronic timer. But when you hear that beep go up there. This is what I, I'll give you my impersonation. What happens? <gasps> I hold my breath. <laughs> so, 15 seconds into it, I can't breathe. The guy's hitting me. He's just, I mean, they have their way with me. And I've sparred against guys that are half my, literally, 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 literally half my weight, you know. And they just make mincemeat of me, you know. That three minutes is, I'm sorry, I've never even done three minutes. The longest I've ever done was two minutes, you know. And two minutes while you're trying to protect yourself and guys are throwing blows, I mean, it's the it's the longest hundred twenty seconds of your life. You know? uh, Mitt, Mitt and Evander are gonna play patty cake for sixty seconds, for two rounds, and the whole time. Well, I w- I just finished reading the George Plimpton book uh, Shadow Boxing, and uh, he one of the, the read the whole basis of his participatory jo- journalism is that he steps into the ring with Archie Moore, and uh, the thing with Archie Moore was three three rounds and stuff, and uh, Plimpton says in the third round Archie clinched them and said hit me with the left, you know, and then pulls back, and then he gets hit, and then Archie kind of mugs to the crowd and pretends to fall down, and then he clinched it again, like, hit me with the right, you know, and did, did that entire thing. So, obviously, he was putting um, – Archie Moore got it and gets the show yeah. and stuff like that. I wonder if Mitt is so competitive, because anybody who thinks they can be the president of the United States might actually think, uh, much like I thought Hampton had a chance against Kentucky, that he <laughs> could knock out – he could uh, put one good one on Holyfield. Well, then when Mitt Romney dies, May 15th, the Rail Event Center at Salt Lake City, Uh, where where will you be? Uh, I tell you, the one thing that I love is um, the uh, Josh Romney, uh, presumably his son and manager on this one, Mm -hmm. said a reception will begin at 6 p.m. and the fights will start around 6.30. It is a black tie event and the fare will be heavy hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. How many hors d'oeuvres does Romney have before he steps in the ring? Never seen a man throw up caviar. <laughs> Beluga on the canvas. <laughs> That's the tagline on that. 
I don't know. I think it's I think it's actually pretty. I think it's kind of fun when people do these things for sad charity. Um, you know, I mean, it's it really is the kind of thing that we've since you know kind of bring it back to the beginning of the podcast that we always talked about, like oh, let's go to the demolition derby and stuff like. Stepping into the ring against the heavyweight champ would definitely be something I you know I think we'd all like. You know, I I would like to try it. You know? Sure. And I'd also like to take one real good shot from Holyfield just to know you know exactly what it feels like. I don't know. You wouldn't do. remember it. I don't have a brain. I have like the brain cells I have aren't doing me much good anyway. So leave them in, leave them in the ring. Fair enough. <laughs> so what's the uh, the next step for you there, Falky? Um, how many more games left in the season? Fourteen. Fourteen. Getting close to the end. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, besides uh, splitting duties with uh, 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 Tony. Tony, uh, what has this year been different than last, except for the uh, more in the win column? Yeah, I mean, it, you just have a little bit better of an understanding of, of kind of what's going on. I felt like last year I was constantly second-guessing myself on things and maybe doing that a little bit less so mm-hmm. this year. Um, you know, it's in terms of, of the Jazz, it's just, you know, those those that locker room seems like they feel like they have some direction. And, and you know, maybe by the end of last year, they I don't know that that was really the thought. Um you know, it's uh, a lot of people have told me this will be the last April. Uh, you know, the last April we have off for a while. Be, that they, they'll be moving they, in. They think that you know they're on the verge. I still t- would take some some someone has to drop out of of the Western Conference playoffs, right? For right for that to happen. So we'll see. But uh, no, they're they're closer to contending than I think anybody thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year, minus Tony Jones, who picked them to win 62 games. 62 games. What, for you, you know, saying that, that they're closer to playoffs than anyone thought, for you, what what is the biggest surprise? What what kind of – well, what surprised you the most? In, in terms of the play, I mean – Just ever, about the Rudy, Utah Jazz. Rudy coming on at, and, and being what he's been, I mean, yeah, you know – Maybe he was the best defender on the team last year, but he looked awkward at, at yeah. times, right? Like he still looked like he was figuring it out. Um, and and then I, I would just say just how solid Gordon and and Favors have become. Um, you know, when Gordon signed that deal in the summer, if he had come back and had the same numbers that he had last year, I mean, you could you have been that surprised, right? Right. Like, and he's made a, a clear jump. Yeah, uh, an important jump where all of a sudden people are like, okay, you do have a guy who can take over, right? And, and he did last night. I mean, that's he's a big reason why they won that uh, an ugly game in L.A. Yeah. And he's a big reason why they've won any, any of the games yeah. that they won for the yeah. most part. I mean, uh, and then and then like I said, favors. How many times did that guy, his first two and a half, three years, get asked? You know, do you have a go-to move? What, yeah. you know, what can you do offensively? Are you just a dunker? And all of a sudden, he's, you know, he's got a nice little mid-range game, and he's he sees bad defenders and he sizes them up, and he'll he'll put moves on them, good moves, you know. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. um, there be any dismantling of this team in the uh, in the off season? Well, they're they're, they're going to move some pieces around, of course. Yeah, I mean, the the core, I think, is there, and they're you know that's. The, the probably the guys that are that can't go anywhere are you know Gordon Favors Rudy Exum um, probably probably Rodney Hood Booker his deal is not guaranteed um, 
next year. He is under contract. It's just basically like a team option. Um, I would imagine, like, David Locke brought up an interesting point the other day um, that maybe that's a spot where you think, hey, we could upgrade at this third big position, um, but then maybe you regret it if you do because Booker's – Seems like a pretty good glue guy, good energy guy. Yeah, you know, I like him. Does does a lot of things, and and you could you could risk shaking up some chemistry that way. Um, He's the first Trevor I've ever liked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, with, Trevor Fibs is not listening. Oh, hey, T Fibs. Be interesting to see what happens with Alec Burks. That's like the big. That's a big question mark yeah. in my mind, right? Um, the guy missed a huge chunk of the season, especially this turnaround. And Rodney Hood's played really well. And Rodney Hood's been a better defender than I think people thought. I mean, is he the starting shooting guard next year? I don't know. I mean, they, they have to add shooting. They have to upgrade there on the wing. And then they have to get better, consistent point guard play. Um, Exum's been an awesome defender. I mean, I just don't see him coming out of the starting lineup regardless. Um, but could, could Trey be – you know, one of the guys that's that's moved this summer, possibly. I mean, he's he's played better. Quinn's been really complimentary of, of some of the things that he's done, but he's still still kind of a, a minus player right now. Um, yeah. Do you uh, if you had an MVP? Do you have an MVP vote? MVP vote. I do have an MVP vote. Oh, uh, so you can't? Are you gonna leak it? Uh, no, I don't care about that. I mean, I, I haven't settled on it for sure. I mean, right now it's hard to, I, in, in my mind, hard to get away from Steph Curry just Steph. because of how good. Best player on the best team. Yeah, and, and I know, like, maybe you, you take him off and the Warriors are still a very good team uh, just because Clay Thompson's had been great this year yeah. and, and Draymond Green and Bogut have played well. But that's – I think you take Steph away from that team and it, it does shake a lot of things up. Yeah. Harden's been – really good Westbrook obviously has come on um you know it's 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 interesting it's 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 it'll be really wide open I think but what about it, what about a six man of the year Ooh, I I don't know yeah. I, haven't, I haven't really considered defensive that. player of the year Draymond Green probably I mean that's that's tough I mean I think Rudy's going to get serious consideration from some people at least you know maybe not number one on on their ballot but he'll get he'll get votes um the Warriors are the best defense too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's we, tough. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because you you pick. You, I, I guess we tend to gravitate toward toward winners like that, and it's yeah, it's hard not to. On yeah. that. You know, it's like, did you watch the Hawks uh, Golden State game? Because they were talking about that as being a potential. I, I watched part of it just on IDVR and watched. Yeah. kind of fast, skim through it. So, would you, uh, if that was the finals, would you be surprised? Um. That's no, I, I wouldn't surprise. be. Surprise. I wouldn't that's be surprised. Right is, that, is that the, the pre foregoing conclusion that they're probably going to face each other? I don't know. I mean, Cleveland. When Cleveland was on, Cleveland is as good as anybody. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what 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 they look like. I mean, Atlanta's been pretty incredible, though. I mean, just just the way that they've they've played and and just how spread out all of their their you know every game. It's, it seems like a different leading scorer and um i think that that should give jazz fans a, a little bit of, of hope just because right i mean last a year ago it was is gordon the guy does, i mean and now it's i mean maybe gordon is on some level but 
maybe does that matter as much yeah. as, as everyone wanted to make it out? So is LeBron uh, laughing all the way now with this paleo diet actually works for NBA players? <laughs> Could you do a paleo diet? <laughs> I can't do any diet. <laughs> I'm, I'm on I, the diet I'm on is is the only one I can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I there's too many great sandwiches out there. There there really are. It's in this town is just opening up. You know, there's this bong meat place on State Street. They have a line out the door for 90 minutes. You know, which one is that? Uh, I don't know. It's just south of the Century 33. Uh, yeah, oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you guys also had uh, the sandwiches you got were an hour and a half old. That's true. That is true. Oh, no, is it, that your spot? Is that your, not, your, your top spot right now if you had to go somewhere today? Oh, uh, number one with a uh, number one with a bullet now is a. I, 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 this is the biggest gastronomical risk I've taken in a super <laughs> duper duper long time. But there's a place on 300 East and 800 South called Sushi Burrito. Okay. Uh, if you have not eaten there, this is a, a darn near free plug with this place. Just it's uh, first off, if you were to describe what a sushi, have you had one before? I have not. I've seen. But you know what they are yeah. essentially. Imagine getting a carne asada burrito from like Beto's. Instead, it's a sushi roll. And uh, I was shocked how unbelievably delicious these things were. Uh, that's, so that's kind of my new spot on that. And okay. then I got to go back to Feldman's over on, uh, what is it, 2121? 21? Uh, yeah, yep. Or 27. 20, 27 and 20, 27. 27? 27? No, 27th and 20th. 20th, okay. You, you just, you can't beat the corned beef there. And the sloppy joe man. Uh, sloppy joe. So I had to I had to wean myself off the sloppy joe. You know, I, I took the methadone sandwich from the place. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually I'll get down to like a cucumber sandwich, you know, but I mean the corned beef and certainly on St. Patrick's Day cuz I had to work that night. But uh was good. What else are we plugging? For sandwiches or No, what? no, 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 just in general. So, anything sp- on th- speaking of restaurants. Okay. I had a very disheartening experience yesterday. So a buddy was in town. We made the drive up to Park City to go to El Chabasco. Closed. Apparently for remodeling. Oh, really? Yes. It crushed my soul. You made the drive just for Chubasco, huh? Yeah. The Chipotle salsa. Mwah. Oh, changed your life. Well, I was telling him to go to the Shooting Star up at Huntsville. You know, that's worth the drive as well. Yeah, that's a good spot. That's better. That's better in the summer, I think. Yeah, go with Cosmo Reservoir and yeah. Yeah, have, have not made the trip up there. No, yet. I was describing the place to Kevin though, and uh, you've been there before. It's there is literally the biggest bull moose head I've ever seen yeah. in my I entire. I think they have a Saint Bernard head and too. And then they have a Saint <laughs> Bernard head. And then they have a, the backside of a deer. Yeah, well, that's you know we still live in the West, the Air Mountain West. True. The Saint Bernard thing. Look, I, you've got a dog. I got two dogs, and I have a, I have a beloved Shelly Bell. I love this dog more than anything else. But when she passes, uh, she gets uh, cremated. You know, it, it maybe an urn if she's lucky, or she gets thrown into a pile out in the you know in a landfill. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a beloved family friend. You know, like definitely part of the family. But to take your dog and like talk about Russian roulette with taxidermy, like, what can't you stuff? And on that note. <laughs> and on that note, uh, hey, su- subscribe to the show. Uh, go to iTunes. Uh, click on subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Five-star rating. Kill us in the comment section. Uh, follow Kevin on Twitter at kwinmo. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Falk uh, is the beat reporter for the Utah Jazz. And so follow him at Trib Jazz or at Aaron Falk if you want to see his personal take on things. More hot sandwich talk. I'm at Benny Raskin. Uh, I guess that was a good, sh- good show, guys. 
not a very sportsy show. This is what I like. Lots of sports. Thanks for having us, Ben. It's always a pleasure to yeah. work with you. Good to, good to see you again, folks. Hey. See you, Kay. Bye. For Tribune Sports Radio, this is Ben Raskin. Our weekly podcast is recorded every Tuesday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes at Trib Sports Radio. And while you're there, please rate the show and give us some comments to help improve the podcast. All of our reporters' work can be found at sltrib.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Trib Sports Radio. Tweet us questions and the fellows will be happy to answer them. Or if you feel like writing an email, send it to Tribune Sports Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.